It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and we back. Back for another episode. It's been a minute. Yes, indeed. Let's go. My statue! You just threw my stuff in a box like you were going to throw it out for garbage? Look, Gina, all right? Look, I was upset. I was mad. No, Martin, you're not mad. You're thoughtless and cruel. Oh, man, here we go with the big words, Gina. With the big words. (laughs) You know nothing about art. Martin. Yeah, well, I know that butt looks better in a box than it does on my coffee table, Gina. But I gave it to you. Yeah, but you knew I wouldn't like it. Yeah, but you should have liked it. Martin, you need to grow up. Oh, 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 why do I need to grow up, Gina? Just because I like to hang out with my partners instead of going to some bougie museum? Huh? Just because I like to have fun around my place and put a damn smile on your face? No, because you're not in third grade anymore. You're in a relationship. And if you keep making fun of everything about me that you don't understand, then I don't know how we're going to go on. You, you know what? I'm sorry, Gina. I'm sorry, all right? But most things you like are whack. Damn it, Martin. You're doing it again. I can't help it. You're too damn bushy, Do Gina. Don't talk to me like don't that. Don't talk to me like you know that. You need to check yourself. Check yourself, Gina. Martin, I ain't trying to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. <laughs> wait. Wait one minute. This is wrong. You know what? Yeah. Maybe we are too different, Mark. Yeah. We argue all the time. Yeah. And I'm just very, very, very unhappy right now. I'm very, very, very unhappy right now, okay? And I would rather be lonely than unhappy. Well, I guess we gotta do what we gotta do. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm back for another episode. Let's go. Say sick and sit a podcast. Let's go. Be back. Yes, indeed. Feels so good to be back. Oh, man. Say sick and sit a podcast. Sick and sit the podcast. Let's go. Someone said, Welcome to the doom. In this room, it buys that look down simply. This is giving me. We walked up the stairs to the ceiling. Room. There were two girls sitting in my room. She walked up in my face. Said, This is the place. Used to meet you right here. And do. Say, 
Hey, sick and sweet podcast. Let's go. Sick and Sitter Podcast. We back for another episode. A new season, I guess. New season, new time, new episode. It's been a minute, but I'm back. Let's go. Sick and sit a podcast. I'm feeling so good to be back. <laughs> Heartbreak Hotel, let's go. Say sick and sit a podcast. Stay sick and sit a podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. Let's go. Say sick and sit a podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. That's silver, not silver. We back for another episode. Yes, indeed, a new season. I'm excited to be back. A little nervous, but I'm back. It's been a minute. Taste to consider podcast. Yes, indeed. Feels good to be back. A taste to consider podcast. 
Man, that was the Jackson 5, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson and his brothers. <laughs> um, that was that was uh, this hotel, a.k.a. Heartbreak Hotel, that I just played. We back for another episode. Man. It's been a minute. It has truly been a minute. It is February 19th, I think it is. Last time I recorded was November of 2021. But yeah, I'm back. Last time I recorded was right before my 40th birthday. Right before I took my 40th birthday trip, my solo 40th birthday trip. Oh, man. It feels so good to be back. I ain't gonna lie though. I felt a little nervous. I felt a little indifferent about coming back, recording. It's been a minute. I don't I usually don't like taking breaks, but you know, cause when I take breaks I feel a little bit off after coming back and recording, but you know what I'm saying, I gotta do it. So we back. Tasting instead of podcast. Yeah, you just heard um this hotel, aka Heartbroke Tale. Heartbreak Hotel by Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. <laughs> the Jackson 5 featuring Michael Jackson, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's funny, man. I had this show planned out uh, ever since I last recorded back in November of 2021. But, yeah, I just didn't record. Because by the time I got back from my birthday trip and stuff... uh uh, Venus was in retrograde. Mercury was in retrograde. Whoa, was in the pre-shadow phase of the retrograde. So I was like, I was just like, man, I need to take a break. And then plus, I ain't gonna lie, man. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of stuff going on with me uh, emotionally, mentally. And um, check out my blog, greatestiamblog.com. Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Uh, put up a post. Um, I am remembering uh, that talked about a little bit what um, I was going through throughout the time of my birthday trip. And, you know, up until this point right here now, uh, man, I, I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't usually call this a, a mental health podcast because I touch on a lot of things, but I do tend to swing to the mental health aspect of of a lot of things but i don't like to box myself into just the podcast being a mental health podcast because i'm not box, i'm not a person that's boxed in i like to touch on everything um ever since i was young a little kid i've always been into uh everything you know what i'm saying activism and all all facets of act activism um i'm just a i'm a true sagittarius when it comes to um learning things and speaking on everything so uh yeah so you just heard this heartbreak this hotel aka heartbreak hotel by the jackson five and like i said i had this uh episode planned out all the way back in november and of course, <laughs> it was funny that 
I actually played this song because during the time of coming up with the show and me thinking that I was going to record once I got back from my trip, my birth, my 40th birthday trip and stuff, you know, Jay-Z came out and was like, Beyonce is bigger than Michael Jackson and all this other shit. And excuse me, burp number one. I was just like, man, Jay-Z is tripping. I understand, you know what I'm saying? Bigging up your wife, supporting her and all that other stuff. But there's no way that Beyonce is bigger than Michael Jackson. Because you got to think about it. Even before social media, Michael Jackson had stadiums. He had arenas full, 50, 60,000 people crying, fainting, and all that other stuff over him. There's no way Beyonce is bigger than Michael Jackson. It's just not going to happen. Like, we're in this time right now where we got a lot of streaming going on and stuff like that. A lot of records are being broken and stuff like that. But the shit is... We always, we tend to think as people that everything is black and white and we refuse to acknowledge the gray area of things. And the gray area is where most of the truth, the facts and the realness of things are. Everything is in black and white. Beyonce may have all these great numbers and, you know what I'm saying, be on top of the world and all this other stuff, but she can never touch Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was doing all this shit before social media. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I I just don't agree with Jay-Z. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like um, they need to do a versus of Janet Jackson and Beyonce. Because I feel like Beyonce can't even beat Janet Jackson in the verses. I feel like she can't, like, to a, I feel like she can beat Janet Jackson in the verses. But it ain't going to be no easy win. I feel like Janet is solidified in her greatness as a legend and stuff like that where, you know, she can beat Beyonce in the verses. But I think, you know, a lot of times uh, when you get into the social media age and stuff like that, people get romanticized with the moment and they forget about the significance of people's greatness and stuff like that. So I just wanted to touch on that. You know what I'm saying? Since I started off the podcast with uh, a a Michael Jackson song, a Jackson 5 song, you know what I'm saying? However you want to classify it. But, yeah, uh, let me look at my outline. Last time I spoke to y'all was the week before I was supposed to go on my 40th birthday trip. Um, I went on that. That birthday trip, I went to Nashville, Tennessee. That was a goal of mine to go to Nashville, Tennessee, so I can go to the distilleries, Jack Daniels Distillery, as well as the Uncle Nearest Distillery. And I ended up driving to Nashville from the DMV area, PG County, Maryland specifically. So they said it was going to be a seven-hour drive. I ended up doing it in five hours and some change. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be speeding. <laughs> but um, Nashville was, it was really cool. I ain't going to lie. I really enjoyed being in Nashville. Um, um, it was a lot of white people. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of white people. It was a lot of... Uh, I was down there for like five, six days. I can't remember. It's been a minute. But 
most of the time I was the only black person in the room, in the spaces that I was in <laughs> while I was down in Nashville. And I was down there during the fall time, you know, November uh, going into December, early December. And I feel like Nashville, I definitely want to go back for the simple fact that it is a lot of stuff to do down there. And I feel like it'll be even more jumping down there. If I went during like the spring or summertime, because it was a they got a lot of stuff to do down there, honestly, a lot of stuff to do down there. And I really enjoyed the birthday trip. Um, but uh, like I said, um, if you check out my blog, greatestiamblog.com, I spoke about the trip a little bit in that in that new blog post that I posted a few uh, weeks ago called I Am Remembering. And. Um, it was a cool trip, solo trip or whatever, but I'm not going to lie. Um, I felt like, you know, it would have been even better if I would have had somebody to share that, that experience with. Um, I definitely would have wanted to experience that that trip with, with someone, um, but I was solo, but I still made the best of it. I went to the Jack Daniels Distillery, Uncle Nearest Distillery. I went to the, um, uh, what's What's the name of that distillery? That distillery that do the moonshines. Those moonshines. I forgot the name of the distillery. Old something. But um, I ate good. Um, I experienced a, a lot of good things. Um, but, yeah, it was a good trip. But it would have been even better if I'd have had somebody experience it with. But um, it was uh, kind of a... Me going by myself was kind of a, at the same time an assignment uh, for me, you know, going to therapy and stuff like that and talking about certain things and doing certain things on my own and just not waiting for people, you know. Y'all been on social media enough where y'all seen them memes about people talking about some traveling with friends and stuff like that and then you having to wait on people and just, just going, you know what I'm saying, solo because if you wait on people... You're going to be waiting for a minute and stuff like that. People can't get their shit together. So I just I just went like when I told people I was gone. They was like, you know, what I'm saying why you ain't let us know or whatever. Like I'm, I was like, shit, I'm letting you know right now. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> it's not a you know, what I'm saying it's not an expensive trip and I'm driving. So you won't have to pay for nothing. You know, what I'm saying as far as travel expenses, you only got to pay for, you know, what I'm saying where you going to sleep at. But I mean. It is what it is. I enjoy myself. It it would have been even better if I'd have been able to have it, you know, experience it with, you know, the fellas or, you know what I'm saying, a vacation or something like that. But I definitely do plan to go again because Nashville, I feel like it's a very um, social uh, city, interactive city. It's a lot of stuff down there to do. It really is. And I feel like I didn't really experience it the way that, I wanted to or I could have experienced it because, you know, what I'm saying it was fall time. It was a little uh, cold and stuff like that, but I made the best of it. Now, let me let y'all know what I'm smoking on. I am smoking on an acid cigar, an acid Roma cigar, and I'm drinking on a... Uh,
I'm drinking on a Jack Daniel single barrel, barrel proof Tennessee whiskey. And like I said, I went to the Jack Daniels distillery. And what I'm drinking on right now, the uh, Jack Daniels single barrel, when I went on the tour of the Jack Daniels distillery and stuff, they said that this uh, this particular Tennessee whiskey, it, every bottle of the single barrel whiskey is, is different. Like... Every bottle doesn't taste the same or doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Um it's a it's an ex, it's kind of a an exclusive bottle to get. So I bought a few bottles. I bought a, I bought a few uh of the um the moonshine jars and I bought a couple of uh Jack Daniels uh Tennessee whiskey, but this is this is actually the one that I have left this single barrel because it's a exclusive one. It's, it was the most expensive one that I bought while I was down there. And it's a 65.90% alcohol volume, 131.8 proof. Uh it's very good, but yeah, it's strong, but nothing I can't handle. <laughs> Man, yeah, so, like I said, I had this this episode planned out for a while, um, ever since back in November or whatever, um, before I went on my birthday trip, and even when I was on my birthday trip, I was uh, planning the episode and stuff like that, and, you know, during that time, like I said, it was, uh, it was during the Venus retrograde and the Mercury retrograde, and... It was a lot of breakups going on, like, um, and I don't usually, like, I don't usually get all caught up into the celebrity stuff like that, but I always use it as context for the podcast because, you know what I'm saying, people are into it, you know what I'm saying, people are into celebrity relationships and stuff like that. So, during the Venus retrograde, you know what I'm saying, they said all this stuff was going to happen with relationships, breakups, and, um certain revelations um uh things that you need to work on in your relationship things that's been pointing out in your relationship uh you know what i'm saying um you will break up to come back together as long as you're in a space where you are self-aware enough to um get your shit together basically so yeah so I got to use all this shit for context you know what i'm saying i'm really not one for being caught up into all the celebrity shit and stuff like that, um, social media stuff, and yeah, all that, but yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of shit going on, like, people, a lot of people aren't into the astrology stuff like that, but that should be real, <laughs> like, doing the Venus retrograde and stuff, you had, like, a lot of celebrities, you had a lot of celebrity breakups, you had Miguel and his wife breaking up, but they recently got back together, so that's cool, you know what I'm saying, kudos to them, you had Megan Good and her husband, Devon Franklin, breaking up, you had Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet breaking up, you got all this, you had Kanye and Kim breaking up, and that shit's still going on, you know what I'm saying, you had a lot of shit happening, a lot of shit happening, but yeah, and then, you know what I'm saying, just off of the celebrity train, you know what I'm saying, I know a lot of people had stuff going on with their relationships, uh, their love life and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's crazy. Um, 
And then in the mix of Venus being retrograde, then Mercury popped off. And you know how that go. I talked about that plenty of times on the podcast. And all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? You can look this shit up. Do your Googles. Do your Googles. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you had uh, Miguel wife. Miguel and his wife breaking up. Miguel the singer, the R&B singer. Um, but it's certain things that... Uh, I wanted to point out on just the just the aspect of breakups and heartbreak and stuff like that. Cause this this episode is entitled Heartbreak Hotel. You know what I'm saying? Hence the the intro song, This Hotel, aka Heartbreak Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, it man, I don't know what to say. You start with Miguel and his wife, but you know what I'm saying? They working everything out. They getting back together. So let's start with um, Megan Good and her husband, Devon Franklin. And if you don't know Devon Franklin, he's uh, very religious. He's a, uh, I believe he's a pastor. It's funny because I actually seen him speak in person at the uh, historic Alpha Street Baptist Church that's in uh, Northern Virginia like 10 minutes away from where I live and stuff like that. He he seemed like a cool dude or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh very knowledgeable of of certain things and stuff like that. And we all know how when Megan Good, she got with him or whatever before they got married, you know what I'm saying? They was talking about you know, being in a relationship, being celibate and all that other stuff and you know doing things the the quote unquote right way and all that other stuff like that. And this whole episode is not about, you know what I'm saying, me being judgmental or anything like that. I'm just speaking from facts that's been presented to me as well as us. And also I'm speaking from my experiences um, in relationships and love lives, heartbreaks, breakups, all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's why this podcast is called a taste to consider because there are many tastes that i point out you know got your spiritual taste your religious taste your relationship taste um blackity black taste woke taste activism taste all that other stuff you know what i'm saying it's not about you agreeing with me and stuff like that um it's just all about me putting you know what i'm saying my thoughts out here my ideas my experiences my opinions and stuff so yeah back to uh megan good and devon franklin you know um, they recently uh, announced their their divorce. Uh, Devon Franklin, he filed for divorce and, you know, they came out with a joint statement saying that there's no one at a fault. You know what I'm saying? So, cool. But what was interesting that I found out and, you know, there will be certain themes throughout this this episode, uh, this this heartbreak hotel episode about, you know what I'm saying? Uh emotional intelligence and emotional maturity so it was funny just you know to see you know once they announced their divorce all the people that was was commenting on the post on social media and stuff and you know what I'm saying talking about some well you know what I'm saying y'all wrote that book you know they they wrote a book when they when they got together and got married and stuff uh, it was called uh the weight 
And it says a powerful practice for finding the love of your life and the life you love. <laughs> and there was people, you know what I'm saying, talking about some, you know what I'm saying, y'all got together, y'all wrote this book and whatever. So what I'm supposed to do with this damn book now? Just straight. But it was mainly women that were saying this. And, it, and, it, and it's always funny because it's like, you know, women just be be so caught up into the relationship and the good times and being romanticized in the fairy tale and stuff like that, that they look at it, you know what I'm saying? If, if there's a breakup or a heartbreak or whatever, that that's just the end, you know what I'm saying? That's just the end or, you know what I'm saying? You can't come back from that or whatever, or they're embarrassed or something like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was women that was commenting in, in a lot of these posts about their breakup and their divorce and stuff, like, you know what I'm saying, what I'm supposed to do with this book now, you know what I'm saying, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> but we gonna get into it, so yeah, <laughs> so since um, Devon Franklin filed for divorce, like, he totally went MIA, he went missing from social media, once they made this statement, he went missing. You know what I'm saying? We haven't heard he hasn't posted on social media or nothing since they filed since he filed for divorce and they made their joint statement. But lo and behold, and I'm not saying all women do this, but Megan Good has been going crazy, wild and crazy on social media since Devon Franklin has filed for divorce. And they've been broken up. Like, she went to, uh, um, what was this, uh, Golden State Warriors? No, uh, 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 a Rams game, a Los Angeles Rams game. And she, she had on a, a NFL jersey. And on the back of it, it said, Miss Good if you nasty. And I'm just like, man, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but this is like, this is like a, a common thing when it comes to breakups or heartbreaks or whatever. The woman always... The women always do this outland these outlandish things when it comes to breakups and heartbreaks or whatever. And since we got social media playing a part in all of this, it's amplified. So yeah. <laughs> People sitting here talking about some, yeah, uh, Megan, she free now. She free. You know? And <laughs> People, you got a lot of women in the comments of these posts and stuff like that saying, yeah, good for her and all this other stuff and like this. And these the same women that was was celebrating her when she got with Devon Franklin. But then now that they getting divorced and she's showing out, it's a different story. And this is just the craziest thing to me. And this goes back to what I was talking about, the themes of this podcast, emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. And a lot of times, like, we we go through this this um, this cycle or this narrative of, you know what I'm saying, men usually, men aren't emotional intelligent. They don't know how to acknowledge their feelings or emotions. They don't know how to work through them. They don't know how to express them and stuff like that. And we always look at it as, you know, women, they're emotional beings. So... Just because we consider women emotional beings that we feel like that everything that they do or they express or they say or they feel 
is healthy. Burp number two. But it's not. <laughs> and that goes down to emotional maturity. You can you can have all the emotional intelligence you want as a woman. But if you aren't emotional emotionally mature, then you aren't putting that you know you aren't expressing that right. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference between knowing and applying. You can know you can know your feelings, your emotion and your emotions all day long, but if you aren't applying them right in a healthy manner, then it defeats the purpose of you actually knowing what you're feeling. And then a lot of times we gotta be honest. A lot of a lot of women out here aren't really aren't really emotional and emotionally intelligent. You know what I'm saying? They may um They may move emotionally. They may express themselves more emotionally than men, of course, because a lot of men are uh, a lot of men suppress their emotions because of how society has taught us and all that other stuff, how we've been programmed. But that same program for women has been to express themselves emotionally. But that doesn't necessarily mean that women are emotionally intelligent. And even for the ones that are emotionally intelligent doesn't mean they actually are emotionally mature. They don't actually process their emotions correctly. They don't express them correctly. Because, like I said, since this uh, breakup and this divorce and stuff like that, Megan Good been posting pictures. Uh, Miss Good, if you're nasty and all this other stuff, she been wearing the dresses, the see-through dresses and stuff like that, posting stuff or whatever. And then you got other women falling into the trap because they they aren't you know secure with themselves or they aren't (laughs) they aren't emotionally mature so they feeding into the narrative of being mad or showing out or showing off and listening to their good good girlfriends that ain't never had no man or a successful a successful relationship in their life or whatever <laughs> oh man and then you got a lot of these women they talk about some they blaming um Devon Franklin talking about some where he was too religious he was too churchy he was too this and he was putting all this on there and we speaking on this and stuff and we don't even know what the hell really actually gone on in their relationship Like I said, I'm only speaking on this on the context of the general conversation of heartbreak and breakups. But people begin caught up and be romanticized with uh, celebrity relationships and stuff. And yeah. So. Like. Uh, one particular post that uh, Megan Good she posted in her uh, stories, her Instagram Instagram stories during uh, all the doing the rush of you know the news coming out of her and Devon Franklin getting divorced, and she uh, reposted something that said, "Once upon a time, I thought I was done with Christianity." But the reality was I was just done with the institutional, corporatized, gentrified, politicized, culturally exclusive version of it. I mean, we don't know what she means by that, you know what I'm saying? But her putting that generalized post out there 
can make people wonder of, you know what I'm saying? Like, is she trying to change the narrative of the divorce or the breakup with her and Devon? Because, like I said, since they made the joint statement, he's been silent. But she's been doing the most, like doing more postings on social media of her in the outfits, uh, that reposting that post like that. So is she trying to change the narrative? And this is something that, from my experience, listen to me when I say this, my experiences that I've seen that women usually do during breakups. They go, you know what I'm saying, they go out posting pictures of in in outfits that they they wouldn't usually wear or hanging out with their their negative toxic ass good good girlfriends that ain't about shit that (laughs) they was actually talking about to bed bed talking about to their significant other before the breakup (laughs) just crazy shit like that you know what i'm saying but it seems like it's a continuous narrative of when breakups happen like this is how it goes. Usually men, they shut down and women, they usually they they fly off the handle of doing things, whether it's trying to get attention or make the guy mad that they was in a relationship with or um, get some sort of validation or feed into something. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Or get, just getting caught up into negative shit is all unhealthy shit on both sides the man and the woman it's unhealthy it's unhealthy for the man to be shutting himself down and going into a shell and going into a uh and you know what i'm saying being insulated and not reaching out to his boys or you know people that can help him get through the situation or his therapist and then the women they they lashing out going through a whole phase and hanging out with toxic people the the good good girlfriends and um, all this other crazy stuff, but, um, Megan Good, she did an article, um, she did an interview during, you know, around the time during a divorce, and she said that she was grieving the divorce, and, you know, saying, she said, throughout life, I've always approached relationships as understanding that at some point, they'll get to the place that they're going to, and then they will be over. I've always had an attitude of like, all right, next chapter, we'll see what's next and being okay with that and appreciating what you give to someone and what they give to you and sharing a moment in time and in life that you never get back regardless of how it ends. However, she did think her marriage to Franklin would be different, assuming they would remain married for most of her life. Good said her her divorce is the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. But she is still optimistic. I still am hopeful hopeful for the future. I still maybe this isn't a chapter, but I just feel that it's my next act in life. And I trust God. She continued about her trust in God, saying not everything makes sense to me right now, but I'm excited to see what this next act of life is going to be and what God has in store. And that's all I can really do. But even doing that, I do have gratitude and so much joy in my heart for these past 11 years that Devon and I have been together. Uh, was what he's given into my life and what I was able to give to him, just everything. And that's cool. 
you know what I'm saying? That's cool, her statement or whatever, but her actions are uh, totally showing something different. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a like, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Posting the pictures, doing some. You you just got to understand, like, some people are just made for the streets. Some people enjoy, some people are so unhealthy within that they they find certain relationships boring because of how they grew up, the things that they seen with other people's relationships. So they see uh, actually a healthy relationship as, as being boring. It's not being good for them. So they feel like the streets is more for them, you know what I'm saying? Because they get more validation, they get more attention and stuff like that. It's always a constant need. It's an addiction. I mean, there's so many different types of addictions. Drug addiction, alcohol addiction, attention addiction, social media addiction. It's, it's all types of damn addiction, you know what I'm saying? And maybe, you know what I'm saying, and this is just me just commenting based off a of context of celebrity relationships. I, I mean, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> but... Yeah, she might just be for the streets, you know what I'm saying? She might just want she might just want and need that attention more because she's not right within as opposed to actually having a loving, healthy relationship. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. What else? Let me see. Like I said, you had all these women talking about some. Oh, when they first got together, oh man, I want this type of relationship. I need this and all that other stuff. Good for her and all this other stuff. As soon as they break up and file for divorce, then oh yeah, girl, you gotta do your thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't need nobody trying to hold you down and and tie you down and and cage you up and all this other stuff for the streets, for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Back to the breakups. Breakups. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet broke up. Um, They've been together for a minute, too. Had two kids. Um, so they're getting a divorce as well. Um, Let me see. It was it was something. Let me see if I can find the actual quote from their joint. They did a joint statement as well. Lisa Bonet is not on social media, but Jason Jason Momoa uh, posted their joint statement. Uh, what did he say? He said, we share this not but Hold on. He said, we have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception. Feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring and so we share our family news that we are parting ways and merge we share this not because we think it's newsworthy but so that as we go about our lives we may do so with dignity and honesty they continue the love between us carries on evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived we free each other to be who we are learning to become yeah so that was their joint statement sound like you know what i'm saying they was just on it got to the point where they was on two different pages the pandemic got to them who knows i don't you know what I'm saying i'm just speculating um yeah so 
another celebrity breakup. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, hold on. Let me, you know what I'm saying? I got to take my, my usual bathroom break from pregame and stuff like that. I'll be right back one second. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I had to take a quick bathroom break. Y'all know how I do the the uh usual the usual listeners, but the new listeners, yeah, I'll be pre-gaming so hard, I'll be having to take a bathroom break. So, yeah, I was talking about uh the breakup, Jason Momoa, Lisa Bonet, and all that other stuff. And this is it's funny. Let me go ahead and get this this um this portion out the way. Uh, follow me on Instagram, a taste to consider podcast on, on Instagram. Also follow you, uh, underscore A N D underscore network on Instagram, as well as all the podcasts that's under the UNU network, three stars, two bars, separate the two podcasts, reservation for three, Coda Sheen podcast. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, and unprocessed knowledge. It's been it's been a minute. Don't 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 blame me. It's been a minute since I recorded. So yeah, <laughs> but um, what's funny about all this stuff, the breakups and all that other stuff, celebrity stuff like that. I know three stars, two bars recently did a show where they was talking about um posting your significant other on social media and stuff like that, and <laughs> just you know what I'm saying getting caught up into this uh this celebrity stuff like that and they was talking about um you know feel, you know how you feel about you know posting your significant other on social media and then we started having a conversation about that on the group chat and i was just saying to them like you know what i'm saying i i can care less about you know my significant other posting me on social media because i feel like the shit the shit is fake fake honestly i feel like the shit is fake from jump because um a lot of stuff is conditional and as soon as there's a problem or a heartbreak or a breakup or whatever the pictures come down and shit like that so i'm just like just don't post me period you know what i'm saying and, and uh, a couple of the fellas uh greg or whatever he was laughing at me and was talking about you know what I'm saying i gotta be more optimistic and stuff like that i'm always the one for being optimistic but i'm also a realist and i go off of experiences that people show me and my experience is the shit of, you know, posting your significant other on social media, just that shit is all conditional and it just, you know what I'm saying, it it ain't real. It ain't real. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know what I'm saying, y'all seen them memes out there plenty of times of it saying like, you know what I'm saying, don't post your significant other until it's real, till you get that ring on your finger, until it's marriage or whatever. But shit, the way these days been going, you know what I'm saying, you can't even trust that shit. <laughs> And I'm not saying don't do it or whatever. And I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying, I'm against people posting their significant numbers. I'm all for that or whatever. But I'm just like, it. it's not going it's not gonna to make or break me in a relationship if my significant other posts me or not like that. Because I've had plenty of experiences when a heartbreak happens or when somebody mad or when it's a breakup or it's a non-communication issue or something like that. Then the shit gets erased or whatever, and then there's all this drama. People hitting me up and hitting the hitting my significant other up and all. I ain't, I mean, I just don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm the type of person I like to stay in the shadows. I like to stay low key and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs>
<sighs> Let me take a sip. Yeah, so back to these these celebrity breakups and stuff like that. And you know, you got the Kim and Kanye, and that shit is just taking a, a life of its own. That shit is just all over the place. I really don't have too much to say about that because I don't know whether it's, it's marketing. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's an emotional breakdown or, you know what I'm saying, or people playing with each other or they playing with us or you know what i'm saying a rollout for kanye's new album or his new documentary i don't know so i'm i honestly don't really want to comment on that shit because who knows i'm always up the of i'm always always got the mindset of you know what i'm saying you can't really trust what goes on in celebrity world because everything can be a marketing tool or it could just be some shit to get us distracted or wrapped up into 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 some stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really want to comment on the Kim Kardashian and Kanye stuff, but you know what I'm saying. Everybody know what's going on. They see what's going on, even if you're not trying to see what's going on. It's out there. But uh, let me see where I'm at. <sighs> yeah, y'all know I gotta follow my uh my outline because if i don't i'll be all over the place so yeah just just getting into the back overall the overall thing of you know uh being in relationships and combat compatibility and chemistry and stuff like that so i'm gonna play a clip for y'all that that talks a little bit about compatibility that i thought it was a good clip so one second i got another burp coming excuse me burp number three Whew. all right let me play this clip Going off of compatibility just by itself can be a trap. Because first off, you can be compatible with a demon. <laughs> like devils know what you like too. The type of women that you like, you want her to have more curves in the highway. The type of man that you like, you want him tall with broad shoulders and a beard. The enemy can send you pain gift wrapped as your preference. So that's just the first thing about how compatibility can be a trap. The second thing is compatibility is season based. It is possible for you to be compatible with the season of their struggle, but not the season of their success. I want somebody who's gonna be there for me if I hit rock bottom. Well, what if they can only handle your rock bottom, but they can't handle your upward season? So now the question becomes, are we really compatible or do we just share similar dysfunction? We're both broken in the same area. We're both wounded over the same things. We have the same feelings over the same wounds, so we end up sharing hearts. But what happens if one of you heals and the other one doesn't? Because just because you heal doesn't mean that they're gonna heal, and just because you heal doesn't mean that you can make them heal. What happens if one of you heal? You will remove what y'all had in common. And I want us to be so whole and so secure that when we heal, we don't end up feeling guilty because they're crawling, but we now have wings. It's not just about compatibility. It's about suitability. Does this individual suit my assignment well? Do they complement what it is that God has me doing in earth while I'm here in time? When a man or a woman has found that, that's a blessing. Because when God gives a blessing, you're not going to have to exchange your mental health as payment to keep it. So maybe you're so exhausted because you're breastfeeding toxicity in order to maintain an image of being happy over the very thing that you told everybody was a blessing. Hey, 
that i mean that that clip is real as hell i mean like because i mean honestly you can go out here and date and all this other stuff and there's plenty of people that you get along with that you have a good time with you know what i'm saying y'all enjoy going to the lounge with going to the club with or eating at this restaurant that restaurant you got you know what i'm saying you got things in common you got things in common you can have things in common with so many people in this world i'm talking like in this world but is that is it really sustainable like you know what i'm saying throughout life we're supposed to be growing and evolving as as individuals you know what i'm saying but as those moments that you have certain different growths and evolutions as a person and you in a relationship do y'all still have a certain type of chemistry do you know what i'm saying you know, you can have different beliefs and different morals and stuff like that, but do you actually respect those those beliefs and morals and stuff like from a person? You know what I'm saying? Is this person actually in the midst of you growing and evolving? Is this person lifting you up? Are they affirming you? Are they are they, you know what I'm saying, pushing you to to be your best and stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? Those are the those are the like intangibles of 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 being in a relationship you know what i'm saying you can get along with anybody all day if you like the the same type of music of shit i like french fries you like french fries oh shit let's go get some french fries hey oh we we i'm in love you know what i'm saying this person love french fries i love french fries let's go get some french fries we have a good time when we go get different type of french fries we get french fries with cheese on them french fries with chili on them french fries with cheese and chili on them but what else is after that you know what I'm saying? Is this person fulfilling your spirit? Is this person fulfilling your soul? Is this person, you know what I'm saying, supporting you? Is this person there in in the lows and the highs? Is this person, you know what I'm saying, able to be there for you and and help you through through your path? Are y'all working together? Is this is this a partnership, you know what I'm saying? You know cuz we can have I can have a I can go out here and have a good time with anybody. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not hard, you know what I'm saying? Particularly now with social media a lot of people get caught up into a lot of things oh shit well you like to go to the to the lounge and smoke hookah and you know what i'm saying i usually smoke hookah in the house so let's just go to the club and smoke hookah you know what i'm saying <laughs> so but what after that what is there what is there what's going to happen after that you know what i'm saying are are you going are we equally yoked you know what i'm saying <laughs> and you have the religious definition of equally yoke and you have the 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 world definition of equally yoke and like the world definition of equally yoke it says um it says being equally yoke according to the remix definition of the 2000s and beyond means sharing the same set of beliefs and values regardless to whether our mamas and daddies raised us in church to church or not so you know what I'm saying? Even if you don't believe, if you don't necessarily believe in the same things and not like that, but what it actually, are you open to learning new things? Are, are you able to respect somebody else's beliefs and their morals and stuff like that? Are you able to come together despite these differences and still have a healthy relationship where you can commune together, where you can communicate healthily to health healthy together understand each other comprehend each other you know what i'm saying because chemistry is not the same thing as compatibility you can be compatible with somebody all day long but not have no chemistry 
And let me just go to the surface level of things. Like I said, you can, you know what I'm saying? I enjoy French fries. You enjoy French fries. Let's go to this French fry place and get some French fries. But if you ain't got no sexual chemistry with this person, what do you have after that? You just having a good time and then it's nothing else. All these things have to align with each other. The physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the mental. All this stuff has to align. It has to have like a, a balance to it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a situation where you agree on everything, but it's about respect. It's about being open to learning new things. It's about, you know what I'm saying, is this does this person actually want to see me succeed in life? Does this person actually want to see the best of me in life and vice versa? You know what I'm saying? Um, breaking up with somebody can be or being heartbroken from somebody can be, you know, what I'm saying very difficult, you know, um, and us as individuals, we we haven't been taught these things we haven't been taught how to deal with a breakup how to deal with our mental issues with and emotional issues during a breakup and stuff like that you know what i'm saying we we people in general we have to like deal with a lot of unlearning and relearning of things because we've gone through life just being programmed on onto one straight parallel line of things and it it always just being a black and white situation and the gray area if you sit you sit down and you got black paint and you got white paint you put them together what it what does it what does it create gray it's so the gray area is so important and we only react to the black and white of things whether in all types of relationships it don't even have to be a romantic relationship platonic relationships work relationships our whole life is about relationships our relationship with ourselves our relationship with god our relationship with our ancestors angels uh work co-workers friends uh significant other just a personal everything is about relationships we tend to look at relationships as this this thing of it just being um if i deal with this person every day or on a regular basis but you can you have a relationship with the people if you driving in rush hour traffic you got a relationship with everybody who's in that who's sitting in that rush hour traffic there's a relationship there because you all sitting in that same pocket of rush hour traffic so y'all relating to that same present moment right there so that's a relationship so how are you reacting in this moment how are you dealing with this moment how are you perceiving this this moment what are your feelings what are your emotions in this moment everything is about relationships oh man i tell you we got a long way to go <laughs> and i'm saying we because i'm in this shit too you know what i'm saying i'm not speaking like i'm above anything <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm learning as as i go as well but yeah just speaking on uh romantic relationships you can have like even like in the the chemistry versus compatibility part you can have this bomb ass chemistry with somebody 
uh, physical chemistry. Y'all y'all have bomb ass sex and whatever like that or whatever. But there's nothing else after that. After y'all have sex, y'all can't even have a conversation in any type of intellectual or vulnerable conversation with each other than that. So what what's next? Y'all just only having sex with each other. Y'all sex buddies. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to find a balance in 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 every in in that ro- in that romantic relationship part. And that you have to be able to have a um an emotional and mental connection as well as a physical connection. Everything is all about balance. Everything is not supposed to be perfect. But we tend to romanticize about things based off of the programming of movies, coming up from kids seeing the Disney movies of the princes and the the uh the princesses and all that other stuff. So we only tend to think that relationships are one way like coming up we we were taught that relationships are only about getting married and having kids but as we get older well as i'm getting older i've i've come to learn and being in therapy and stuff like that that relationships are are about fin- uh financial stability boundaries um love languages um communicating and understanding uh your significant other's emotions uh being desires your being desired by your significant other uh expressing those desires attraction and stuff like that attachment styles uh, you know um coping mechanisms how you cope with certain uh triggers through that happen throughout relationships and stuff like that you know because a big thing that's been been out here lately is red flags and red flags this red flags that's and all that other stuff like that and all that stuff is is only black and white you know people only see the black and white aspect of red flags but they don't never dive into the gray area the gray area is the most important thing because that's where the context is that's where the understanding is that's where the empathy is that's where the compassion is but um let me play this clip because um i've been doing this this thing where i've been trying to (laughs) remember certain things uh when i write and when i do podcasts and stuff like that i've been doing like voice recordings so this this has to to do with uh you know what we've been taught about relationships and stuff. So I'm going to play this clip that I recorded of myself. One second. Think about it. Being in a relationship. as a Well, not even a relationship. It's a, let's not even go there yet. Let's think about being a man and you worrying your whole life about men's stuff. Having a good job, making a certain amount of money, finding your purpose. So if a man is doing that and he's missing out on enjoying life and stuff because he's so focused on that and worrying about it and stuff. So think about a woman and her doing that for woman things, worrying about getting married, worrying about having a kid, a timeline and stuff like that. So then if those two people are to coming together and having a relationship they putting that they projecting that putting that on each other so then you got added pressure from 
your significant other putting those burdens on each other and y'all not enjoying life together. Yeah, so that was a clip I recorded. I think I was in Nashville when I recorded that show. You get a background to that. But yeah, it's like we get caught up into these these perceived roles that we we've been taught that we have to live as a man as a woman and we we get so caught up into these these roles and how we supposed to live our lives that we aren't actually in living our lives and enjoying the relationships that we have with other people you know because if i'm if i'm putting all this pressure on myself and my significant other, she's putting all this pressure on herself. And that's all we thinking about and stuff like that. We we building resentment toward each other. We not having a good time. We just going through the motions and stuff like that. And, and especially if we aren't communicating this stuff with each other. So then we just going, we just going through the motions. We just every day is 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 we building a habit of just going through the emotions. We're not enjoying each other. We aren't living a natural life. You know what I'm saying? We're not living, we're not enjoying each other. Like the things that we want or based off of the program that we've been, we've been indoctrinated in of getting married and having kids and stuff like that or making a certain amount of money and being able to take care of our family. We're so focused and and being burdened with that that we aren't going through the natural flow of things of actually making those things happen because if we weren't so focused on that or being stressed about it or nervous about it or anxious about it that stuff could have already been happening based off of us just enjoying each other living in the present moment of enjoying our time together because we don't know when that's going to end we just don't. You think about uh, Nipsey and um, Lauren London. And I, I don't know the direct, I, I can't remember the direct quote that Lauren London said when uh, Nipsey Hussle died. But she said it during his funeral and she, it was some, it was some like, you know, um, you know, uh, I don't own, you know what I'm saying? I don't own Nipsey or something like that. I can't think of. I should have had that shit ready, but I can't think. I can't think of it at the time of putting the the outline together. But she was just basically saying, you know, what I'm saying we don't own the person that we're with. You know, what I'm saying so. It's, it's it's important to just enjoy the time that we have with without you know, what I'm saying with our significant other. But a lot of times we get caught up, like I was saying, the red flags. We get caught up into the red flags and us being so indoctrinated and romanticized with social media we look at it like well this person got a red flag i need to run i need to run you know what i'm saying this is a red flag i need to i need to jump oh he don't make enough money i need to run well she don't cook i need to run oh he don't take me out enough i need to run oh well he ain't putting nothing together so i need to run oh well well, she ain't giving it up enough. I need to run. Or she hang out with her girls enough. I need to run. Or he hanging around his boys too much. I need to run. But a lot of times, those red flags, 
are just trauma. Those red flags are just trauma. Trauma that we picked up from our parents, our aunts and uncles, friends and family, whatever. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the red flags that we claim to believe in or we see and stuff like that are stuff that doesn't even have to do with us. We're carrying a lot of times we carry a lot of bullshit, a lot of red flags, a lot of emotions and feelings from people that we learn stuff from our mothers, our fathers, our good, good girlfriends. We carry that shit and it's a collective energy that we hold on to because of the feeling that we have in the moment. And that's what I talk about when I talk about the good, good girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, that nigga ain't shit. Well, she ain't shit and stuff like that. Or, you know what I'm saying? That's collective energy that you hold on to. You know what I'm saying? I talked about plenty of times on this podcast about Murray J. Blige and how people were so mad at her when she switched up her, her, uh, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm mad at the niggas type shit to the I'm happy in love type stuff. People people was mad at her. Like, people was mad at her. Sales went down and stuff like that. I always use that as an example because it is so clear to me. You have women out here with their good, good girlfriends. Girlfriends ain't never had a successful relationship. The relationships they've been in is all about drama. Baby daddy drama, baby mama drama. If they was married, it was drama. You know what I'm saying? They pushing bullshit out there and all that other stuff. And even on the guy side, you got the guy shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck her. You know what I'm saying? I'm Go ahead. And, you know what I'm saying? You already was getting that attention. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Slide on through there. You know what I'm saying? Mess with this Jonah, whatever. I remember back in the day um, uh, when when I was hanging with a certain crew of guys or whatever. And, like, they used to always be like, you know what I'm saying? Damn, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you be turning these women down. I don't know how you don't be cheating, man. How you, how you stay, you know what I'm saying? They used to say that shit to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. It was like they was trying to live through me or whatever. And a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, that's what happens. The people around you, they they live, they live through the through what's going on in in your personal life. And they project that shit on you. But yeah. Where I'm at. Yeah, but that um that 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 kind of goes through like you know what I'm saying when you going through these situations with your significant other and stuff you you start um you thinking that you're de- you're detaching yourself or your feelings and your emotions from the situation but a lot of times is you're you're just doing uh of you're actually avoiding these situation and there's a difference between detachment and avoiding and um like when you're avoiding uh certain situations in your romantic relationship, you know what I'm saying? You uh you're not fully addressing your emotions and um 
you're you're basically acting like it never happened. You know what I'm saying? Certain things never happen. Um and and like detachment, you know what you're feeling, you're self-aware, you know what I'm saying? You actually know what you're feeling, your emotions and your feelings or whatever. But um you're not attached to the outcome of what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference. You know, a lot of people get get caught up into the difference between detachment and avoidance. But there is definitely a difference. Like detachment is just solely, you know, I understand where where I am in this situation in this present moment. I understand we having these difficulties, these struggles or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do my part as far as, you know, communicating how I feel and and uh what what I see, what my perspective of everything is, but I'm going to be okay with the outcome of, of, you know, what happens after I communicate my feelings and my emotions. But avoidance is just straight, you know what I'm saying? Well, man, fuck this nigga, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. She did this. He did this. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going, I'm just going to move on. And it's funny because I was having this conversation with um with uh with this with this dude that I know and we was talking about uh love movies like a lot of the black movies that's out there uh Love Jones, The Photograph, Really Love, um Love and Basketball, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. We was talking about how in each and every one of those movies when they broke up in those movies, all those breakups could have been prevented. Granted, they was movies, so you know what I'm saying? They had to portray a certain thing. But just based off of it relating to real life, a lot of times, a lot of the breakups and heartbreaks and stuff like that can be just straight prevented or resolved if people actually communicate it and comprehend it and understand and take the moment to actually just sit down and talk like, these are tools that we have not been taught as people. Like, we gone to school, we've been taught math, we've been taught how to write a term paper or how to pronounce a word or, you know what I'm saying, do a chemistry project or some shit like that. Shit that don't really matters to our day-to-day life. That shit is just matters as far as them being able to indoctrinate us and control us into being in the workforce. But as far as actually being in real life and navigating through certain paths of life, of of being in romantic relationships, platonic relationships, uh, critical thinking and stuff like that, conflict resolution, that's that's shit that we haven't been taught. So it's like I'm 40 years old and I'm still learning how to be able to critically think and to actually be in situations where I have to use conflict resolution and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm still learning. And I'm 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a lot of things we have to unlearn and actually learn in order to conduct ourselves on the important things on life. And we just aren't there yet. And just speaking on, you know, uh, detachment and avoiding certain things in relationships and about heartbreak and uh, breaking up and stuff like that. 
you know, it's a lot of uh, people when they in romantic relationships, well, just relationships, period. But, you know what I'm saying, they they do a lot of ghosting. And I came across this post about ghosting. And it says, a hard truth. Ghosting people is not always a healthy form of setting boundaries, taking care of yourself or protecting your peace. Some of y'all are ghosting people and justifying your own toxic behavior by saying it's self-care. No, you're being avoidant. Yeah, and it's a lot of times we think, you know what I'm saying, and you see this shit all the time on social media and memes and stuff like that and saying, like, you don't need closure or you don't need to have this conversation with somebody or you just if this person do this, then you just need to just run away and all this other stuff, red flag this and all that other stuff like like that. But all that shit is a defense mechanism, and it's not always healthy. And I'm not and I'm not saying that you need closure in every situation or you need to do this and you need to do that in every situation. But we have to be able to identify the unhealthy parts that the unhealthy roles and parts that we play in relationships, whether it's romantic or platonic work relationships, whatever. And a lot of time people think ghosting uh, um ignoring or stonewalling is effective ways of handling a relationship or your quote-unquote self-care and i know people like what what the hell is stonewalling what the hell is stonewalling shit i'm just learning it myself so i looked it up and um it says that stonewalling is what it sounds like in a discussion or argument, the listener withdraws from the interaction, shutting down and closing themselves off from the speaker because they are feeling overwhelmed or psychologically flooded. Metaphorically speaking, they build a wall between them and their partner. Rather than confronting the issue, someone who is stonewalling will be totally unresponsive, making evasive maneuvers such as tuning out, turning away, acting busy, or engaging in obsessive behaviors it takes time for the negative created the negativity created by the first um person to become overwhelming enough that stonewalling becomes an understandable out but when it does it frequently becomes a habit and that's what i'm saying like i talk about this all the time like um a person that me being the person that has struggled or has difficulty with depression and anxiety, most of the time, you know, since I've been going to therapy, I've been doing a lot of, you know, uh, work or whatever, reading a lot of books, uh, doing a lot of assignments and therapy, watching YouTube, certain YouTube videos and stuff like that, doing the work. A lot of things are habits. Like once you get in, once you, once you've dealt with depression or anxiety for a certain amount of time, certain things have become habits. And we don't realize that a lot of things that we do are habits. The ghosting, the stonewalling, the ignoring, the quote unquote seeing red flags or being insecure or being jealous or being envious and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is habits because that's that's what we're used to jumping towards to because we don't have tools in place to counteract that. You know what I'm saying? 
this is what we've learned. We've learned that over a certain amount of time. I'm 40 years old, so I've learned over a certain amount of 10, 20, maybe 30 years of 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 actually um, dealing with certain things a certain way. So then once I got into therapy and then I learned, okay, this ain't healthy right here. Well, you should be doing it this way. Well, you need, you you got to start looking at it this in this perspective. You got to start looking at it from this person's point of view and stuff like that. Do you have you're basically relearning everything over and over again. So that is a challenge in itself that for for a certain amount of years and then in, in points of time where you were young, where. A lot of the the things that you've learned are going to be more ingrained into your so into your into your mental than you know where you are now. That you gotta you gotta you know what I'm saying fight back through that shit. You know what I'm saying. Well, I learned this over the years from the time. These are the critical learning years from maybe what five to 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 eight or five to ten that you learned this, and then so. It's ingrained into you. So it's like once you get to 30 years old and you you realize, oh, shit, this this wasn't right. So then you fighting with this this five to eight year old that were the critical parts of you learning something that you got to relearn that or or battle that or <laughs> counteract that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's always a challenge but it's all about being self-aware it's all about acknowledging things and accepting where you are but um yeah but that that all goes down to um emotional intelligence and emotional security you know just you know me thinking about this episode and thinking about certain experiences that i have and stuff like that that i tend to think like you know men men usually lack emotional intelligence you know what i'm saying we use we're we're taught to suppress our feelings and our emotions that is not good to cry it's not good to to feel this way and that way and stuff like that but i, I had to learn that that was wrong you know what i'm saying i had a black woman therapist previously and that's where i got a lot of the great work that um that i had that I had, you know what I'm saying? I had to relearn a lot of things. I had to, I was able to learn what I was actually feeling in the moment and how to express it, how to process it and stuff like that. But like I was saying early in the episode, you know what I'm saying? We tend to think because women are usually, they usually deal with things more emotionally that they're more, they're more emotional intelligent. And that's wrong. It is wrong. Like, just because they're able to operate emotionally doesn't mean they have a lot of emotional intelligence. And even if they do, they may not have the emotional maturity. And that that goes that is displayed a lot within heartbreaks and breakups or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just going back to the Megan Good and Devon Franklin situation. They filed for divorce, made their joint statement. Devon Franklin, what he do? He shut down. And I'm not saying him shutting down is a bad thing. He may be doing the, the necessary work that he needs to do. But then again, what is Megan Good doing? She's jumping out here. She's been wearing the outfits. And she's been doing, you know what I'm saying, making the posts. Um, it's good if you nasty and stuff like that. Like she's kind of like, uh, backla- you know what I'm saying, she backlashing towards the divorce and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? She's lashing against it. She's going against it. 
And that's what usually you see from women. And I'm not saying all women. I'm going to repeat that again. I'm not saying all women. But from my experience, mostly women doing breakups, they do this type of stuff. They lash out. They go out. Once a breakup happened, and particularly since uh, social media has been uh, put into the equation, they start wearing crazy outfits, start seeking this type of validation, this attention, listening to their good, good girlfriends, going out partying and stuff, doing things that it aren't, isn't naturally them. But because it's, it's making them feel good in the moment, that's what they're gravitating towards. You know what I'm saying? It's like a constant thing of them. This is making me feel good at the moment, so I'm going to keep doing it. It's just, it's, it's a drug. But it's, it isn't really addressing anything. They aren't really going through the process of, of actually how to go through a breakup. Men and women, because you know what I'm saying? You'll have guys sitting there, um... <laughs> <laughs> sitting there shutting down chilling in the house by themselves not communicating with their with their homeboys or if they got a brother if they got a sister if they got family members they not communicating with them you know what i'm saying because they don't want to look at it as they're being weak or they being soft and stuff like that and it's just a continuous cycle of unhealthy unhealthy crap it's just unhealthy so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a clip <laughs> that gotta gotta do with what I just talked about. They say they wanna be with you because of your ears, but that ain't talk. <laughs> <laughs> this my heart. <laughs> Damn it, Gino, why? <laughs> yeah, what's going on behind that little pretty smile, Gina? That little pretty beautiful smile of yours. What's going on behind that twisted sick mind? Sounds a lot better than spending a weekend making love to your girlfriend. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend, Tommy. Ex-girlfriend, man. Martin, Gina still loves you, man. I mean, all you have to do is go to her. She loves you. Go to her. You know. Damn it, Tommy! I can't hear you hollering about Gina saying Gina. When you refer to that woman, say that little light-skinned bitch who ripped out of my heart and put me in her mouth. Shoot me up quick and spit me out. You ain't none of that, Tommy. Okay, hey, 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 Mark. Hey, hey, Mark. Come on, come on. Stop. Mark, Mark, Mark. Come on, come on. It's time, man. Cole, see there's Cole. See? 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 It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Gina. <laughs> 
let me play this other clip real quick, but yeah, it all ties in together. You already cleaned that spot five times. I know, Pam, it's either this or go shopping and my credit cards are to the limit, girlfriend. <sighs> Gina, why don't you just get over it? I don't have a man and you don't see me cleaning. <laughs> Pam, you didn't clean when you had a man. Maybe that's why you don't have one now. <laughs> don't you start something you can't finish. <laughs> sorry, Pam. It's just been three days and I keep waiting on the phone to ring. And when it does, it'll just be Martin saying, Oh, I was just playing. Now you come over here, you give me my sugar girl. And then you go run. So what's so wrong with forgiving him if he says he's sorry? Because tomorrow you two will just be fighting again. Face it, Gina. It's like you're silk and he's polyester. And when you mix the two, all you get is a bad rash. Hey, Pam, I know we're different, but that's what I love about him. Did you love him when he called your father a tight, bougie snob? But my father is a tight, bougie snob. I call him that myself sometimes. Now, I shouldn't have said what I said about his mother. It's not her fault she has excessive facial hair. <laughs> You're right about that, because I've seen his grandmother. Pam, it's been three days. Count your blessings. No, I'm going over there. I gotta go talk this out. You're a fool, Gina. That's right, Pam, and you're celibate. <laughs> Talk about them good, good girlfriends. You see, that's the narrative right there, them good, good girlfriends. The ones that don't be having no, no man and stuff like that. Or no successful relationship, always in some, some type of drama situation. But, yeah. But, yeah, even with the, with the guys, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to really express yourself to your homeboys or whatever. You going to a, going through a breakup and stuff like that because you don't want to seem soft or whatever. Then the then your homeboys might be like, man, fuck that shit. You man, fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Go out here and get this and get that. You know what I'm saying? You already had this joint right here. You know what I'm saying? She wanted to holler at you and all that other stuff. That's how it be. But yeah, let me play this clip. Um, it's not necessarily have to do with hop with uh breakups but it got to do with heartbreak so let me play this clip real quick so we're going to therapy my therapist is a black woman and we started talking about all these different things as soon as i got in there basically what i was telling her is like all women are evil like because there's no way i got cheated on like i'm a good guy basically right and she's like well i mean i get it i understand where you're coming from but at the same time if you want to get in a relationship again how are you going to get another relationship and you're saying all women are evil so those two thoughts were conflicting. It didn't make sense. So I had to kind of figure out why I felt that way and start to deal with the trauma of being in a relationship and getting cheated on. A lot of times what happens with, black, with us as black men, we get cheated on and it's a, it's a hit to our ego, right? It's because like, damn, like she cheated on me? Like I'm supposed to be- Can't like, be. It can't be, right? Like I'm that dude. I'm exactly. Like, I'm, Come on. I'm that guy. How the hell did I get cheated on? She obviously didn't get the memo. Yeah, she didn't get I'm the memo, dude. right? Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, we don't ever really start to address the actual trauma that that causes. Because now we start to look at women as kind of, um, not even really just objectifying them, but our relationship starts to change and the way we view love starts to change. It starts to become a little bit more transactional rather than it becoming like an actual relationship where you can love somebody else because you still are operating from that. And I go for men and women. 
you know, usually in these situations where you have like any type of breakup or heartbreak and stuff like that, it always get generalized. You know what I'm saying? Men ain't shit. Women ain't shit and stuff like that. And if you're a person that's that's on social media, Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, you'll hear a lot of, I mean, this is just from my perspective. I'm not saying that this is for all women or whatever, but it's always a lot of men ain't shit type stuff out there and particularly when it comes to black men black men ain't shit and stuff like like that so that that narrative is is always out there and it's pushed out there so back to the clip space of trauma to yourself you're saying well she may end up cheating on me again i don't want to give my full self to her in the case that that does happen because you don't trust that you'll be able to deal with it because you're not even dealing with what happened in the past right I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but basically I started expressing myself black man because I started learning a lot of different things in therapy. Yeah, so, I mean, that's basically the clip and what I wanted y'all to hear uh, as part of that clip. And you know how uh, people usually generalize and generalize certain situations that they've gone through and look at it like men ain't shit, women ain't shit. And, it, and it's just wrong, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I've been talking about, you know, is like us actually learning how to deal with certain situations, learning how to deal with heartbreaks, learning how to deal with breakups, learning how to, to actually communicate in relationships and actually how to learn how to comprehend and understand what a person is saying to us, as well as, you know, um, being aware of the difference between compatibility and chemistry and the balance uh, of that, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people get romanticized in, uh, when it comes to those situations. And particularly what from my experience, what I've seen is women usually get romanticized with those situations because of how they've been programmed and indoctrinated into looking at relationships as only being it getting married and having kids you know what i'm saying it's nothing else outside of a relationship with women in that programming than you getting married and having kids you know what i'm saying it's nothing about building together experiencing each other together learning from each other having a good time with each other you know what i'm saying it's all it's a lot of things encapsulated into actually having a relationship with somebody and having a partnership with somebody building up, you know what I'm saying? Learning things and it's just so much, you know what I'm saying? But what we tend to get caught up into is what society tells us, what, what our relationship should look like. And particularly these days, social media, what our relationship looked like. And last week being Valentine's day and stuff like that, the fake love holiday, what our relationship should look like, uh, Valentine's Day should be uh, with uh, us focusing on celebrities. Uh, we should have a hotel room with all these flowers in it, rose petals. We should be getting this 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 luxury car and we should have this luxury trip and stuff like that. And we tend to just downgrade what we actually what we actually been doing in a relationship with our significant other based off of what we see and what we're trying to compete with because the way that 
I see it, you know what I'm saying? I look at it like, you know, Valentine's Day is a fake love holiday. You know what I'm saying? I can go deeper into it, but I won't. But the surface level of it, I see, you know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of women just competing with other women as to showing off of what they're getting as opposed to what somebody else is getting. And then the man feeling as though he got to do this and do that to prove himself to the woman so she can compete with somebody else you know what i'm saying it's not it's not real love because love if if we want to go off the 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 definition of love based off of religion what's in the bible and all that other stuff like that that's that's not what love is but we look at love as always being a performative thing as opposed to an actual internal feeling of thing you know what i'm saying so this person builds me up, this person supports me, this person affirms me, this person makes sure I'm safe, this person um, does this and that, and you know what I'm saying, if you have a child and this person coming in, this person makes sure my child is safe and all this, no, we don't care about that, all we care about is what we're able to show the world of what we're getting, <laughs> but um. What was funny about one of the reasons why I added this this uh that clip about the uh black men uh being cheated on the reason I added this clip was because another conversation that we had in in the UNU network group chat was <laughs> uh my man Greg from the Separate the Two podcast <laughs> he posted in the group chat he was like Claire Huxtable cheated on Cliff. My whole childhood is ruined. Is love even real? <laughs> and what he was talking about was an episode of Different World where um, Claire Huxtable came down to uh, Hillman College and she went she went on a dinner date with uh, another guy. And, <laughs> and, and Greg, he was like, he was like, you know what I'm saying? He just feel betrayed. <laughs> he said she went on a date with another nigga, SMH. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm so upset. He was like, they was the model family and I, and I, and I, <laughs> I feel so betrayed. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. But she definitely did go on a date with another guy on a different world episode and she knew that the dude was um was into her on a physical level you know what i'm saying he wanted to holler at her for real but she still went on the dinner date with him <laughs> oh man but um yeah in the midst of uh coming up with this episode like i said uh i was working on this episode back in november of 2021 um and just Venus retrograde, Mercury retrograde, all these celebrity breakups happening and stuff like that. And so I went, you know, doing some researching and stuff on like uh, breakups and men and breakups, you know, because um, I try to focus more of the things that I speak on in the podcast on my experiences as an individual, as me being Derek Silver. And as well as me being a man, a black man. So, you know what I'm saying? I do comment on certain things when it comes to uh, women. 
but that's just based off of my experiences. You know what I'm saying? I'm only giving you a taste of what I've experienced. So I did some researching and stuff like that, and I came upon like a, a few articles about uh, black men. Uh, men and breakups not black men and breakups but just men and breakups and i came across this article that that i that i found was interesting um about men and breakups and it was talking about how uh <laughs> it was talking about how men uh deal with breakups much more they deal with breakups worse than women do. They have a di- more, more difficult time of dealing with breakups than women do. So I'm going to go through uh, a, a few points of that article. So um, one of the things that point that was pointed out in the beginning of that article was uh, it says one major reason why men hurt more than women after breakups is men always just want to suck things up. And hey, I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Women, men and women can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? And it just not even has to do with breakups. It has to do with uh, men dealing with their emotions and feelings, period. You know what I'm saying? We get, we have been programmed and indoctrinated into a scene that, you know what I'm saying? We have to be this, this, we have to be strong. You know what I'm saying? We got to suppress things. You know what I'm saying? We can't get caught up into emotions and feelings and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you do, you're weak. But it says uh, a study reported has claimed that men suffer more long lasting pain from breakups than women. The question that naturally follows this is why is this so? How and why are men hurting more when it is they who usually seem to move on from breakups faster and more painlessly? Burp number four and five. Uh, it says, according to an article published on 2017, it is not so controversial to say that men struggle more after a breakup than women do because, quote, emotionally, men often react badly to major life upheavals. Moreover, men's methods of dealing with changed circumstances are not always helpful and that makes total sense to me because usually from what we are taught as being men and you know going through our life we have to control every situation that we are in in our life any present moment that a man experiences we have to be in control of we have to be in control of every situation whether it comes to our kids women um our jobs finding a job our money etc etc we have to be in control of it everything has to be a controlled situation when it comes to men because if it not if it if it's not then we're considered weak or we're lazy or whatever you know what i'm saying (laughs) it says a 2015 survey by men's health magazine backs up this statement conductors of the survey found out that going to the Bar was named the best way to get over a split, according to while one third of those polled said that the jilted party would be better off if he acts unbothered by the whole thing. Right there is one of the reasons why men suffer the unwillingness to face what happened 
and come to terms with the reality of it. Hey, and that, I mean, that's, that's, that's just facts. I mean, it's facts. We, as men, we have to show that nothing is affecting us. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if we if we if we deal with any type of breakup or whatever, we have to move on just like that as a blink of an eye, as a snap of the fingers, snap of the wrist, or whatever you want to say. We have to just move on fast as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying. They always talk about the whole phase with women when it comes to breakups, but that's truly the 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 facts when it comes to men in the narrative of things of being strong and being not weak and stuff like that men have to move on just as fast you know what i'm saying we can't experience no feelings you know what i'm saying like that clip i played him on on the episode of martin or whatever he's just like you know what i'm saying i'm chilling you know what i'm saying i'm good you know what i'm saying i'm just miss chilling eating crackers whatever you know what i'm saying you know what I'm, saying? I'm good even when Gina came over, he was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just partying, you know what I'm saying? I'm having a good time, you know what I'm saying? Solo or whatever, you know what I'm saying? This is this good. <laughs> Back to the article. It says, quote, males grew up with the, the men don't cry attitude. And while men may deal with things differently, it doesn't mean they don't feel the same pain and the same hurt as women. Quote. So for generations, men have learned to suppress this pain and hurt and be a man, which doesn't allow much space for vulnerability. And y'all know I talk about vulnerability a lot on this podcast, even on my blog. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like I'm one of the most vulnerable guys out here when it comes to speaking about mental health or, you know what I'm saying, period. You know what I'm saying? Despite the 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 lack of popularity that I have on the podcast on my blog or on social media, I'm the most I'm the, I'm one of the most vulnerable niggas out here, period. <laughs> and when it comes down to it, men aren't vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? We like to put this facade out there, even in the good times, even in the good times of romantic relationships, we put this facade out there because it's like we trying to show people that we are happy. But in turn, we really aren't like I, I can I can remember like plenty of times when uh, when I was going to therapy with um, with my black woman therapist and she would always point out the fact that I would seem so sad, like in the way that I would express myself, the way that I would look when I would when before COVID, when I was going to her office and meeting with her and even when we was meeting over a uh, video uh zoom video you know what i'm saying she would point out how it would i would have such a sad demeanor like the things that i would say was sad and stuff like that and these are things that i didn't even i wasn't even aware of myself but she was able to see those things and then a lot of times like we just aren't vulnerable we don't want to be vulnerable and even if we even if we are like speaking on certain things like that, like some people, other people outside of us may see the vulnerability that we're showing, but we aren't seeing it ourselves, but we aren't actually acknowledging or accepting it ourselves. We aren't accepting the fact that we are sad or we're angry or we're indifferent or um, we're frustrated 
or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I talk about plenty of times of how when I was going to that uh, black woman therapist, how she gave me a, a list of the list was on two sides. One side was the the negative uh, e- emotions or feelings and the other side was positive emotions and feelings. We just aren't there. And that goes to the emotional intelligence of it. And then even the emotional maturity, like I'll keep going back and forth about the emotional intelligence and emotional maturity of things. You can know all day about what you're feeling or what you're seeing or, or what's going on in the, in, the, in the moment. But are you actually mature in that moment? You know what I'm saying? I can know I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry. But I mean, I said I wasn't going to really go into the Kanye stuff and like that. You know what I'm saying? But look at it like this. <laughs> you have Kanye, whether he's angry about Kim dating uh, Pete Davidson, whatever his name is. But he's, he's you know what I'm saying? He's not conducting himself in a mature manner. Kanye. Kanye is not conducting himself in a mature manner. You know what I'm saying? Usually, you know, K- Kim, she's actually conducting herself usually the way that men conduct themselves during a breakup. She's being silent. She's just going with the motions or whatever like that. But Kanye is actually presenting himself in the way that women usually present themselves or conduct themselves in a breakup or whatever. He's being he's being emotional. A lot of the emotions he's displaying aren't in a mature fashion. They aren't in a healthy fashion. You know, <laughs> so um, back to the article, it says, on the other hand, women are typically more comfortable finding their shoulders to cry on and letting it all out. Quote, women are often less dependent on their significant other for emotional support. They typically have a wider circle of friends and will confide to family in a way most men wouldn't countenance. And that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's more difficult for a guy to go to his boys and be like, man, you know what I'm saying? We broke up and whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling fucked up right now. I'm feeling sad and all this other stuff. Usually a guy would just be go, they would just go be like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? We broke up, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucked up, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling, I'm feeling, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm down. But then then the guy who they expressing this to be like, man, come on, man, let's go hang out. Let's go get, you know what I'm saying? Let's go, let's go to this club. Let's go holler at some women and stuff like that, man. You know what I'm saying? But then on turn, you have the women, you know what I'm saying? They got their good, good girlfriends. They usually communicating more so during, before this, before the breakup happens, the women are co- communicating this stuff with their, with their, with their friends or whatever. And then they got their good, good f- girlfriends. Most of the time, these good, good girlfriends ain't in a healthy relationship themselves. They, most of the time, they single and stuff like that. So, it's, it's more bullshit, you know what I'm saying? They they feeding into the bullshit, and then the guys, they feeding into the, yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Let me just brush this joint off. Let me shake this shit off, you know what I'm saying? I'm a player. This ain't got nothing to do with me, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do, man. <laughs> that's just the, you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the narrative of men and women when it comes to breakups and heartbreak. Back to the article. It says another reason why women don't suffer as much as men after a breakup is because they do the breaking up more times than men. Quote, studies show that more women than men are the initiate initiators 
of marriage breakup today. What this means is that women have more time to start processing the pain. They begin to prepare early for the outcomes of splitting up from a partner. By the time they are done with that phase, the man may just be beginning his. And that goes down to stuff that I talked about in the past. You know what I'm saying? All these memes that's out there or whatever. It'll be like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> damn, what the memes say? Damn. Basically, they'll be saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there's no problem in a relationship unless a woman has a problem. You know what I'm saying? The man can be cool all day, but the the, the relationship isn't going bad or there isn't a problem in a relationship unless a woman has a problem in the relationship. And then I talked about before how, you know what I'm saying, it's a difference between when men cheat and when women cheat. Like when women cheat, there's already a plan in place. They've already gone through so many different scenarios in their mind of cheating before in their mental capacity as opposed to when they actually physically done it. So they've mentally, mentally and emotionally cheated way before they physically done it. So that's why, like, women always have a plan. You know what I'm saying? If there's a problem in a relationship, women have been five steps before the man actually has to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? A man can think that everything is going right or whatever. He's doing good. You know what I'm saying? He's going through his individual stuff as a man, and he's going through the stuff with a relationship, but then all of a sudden there's a problem, and he's caught off guard. And that's typically what happens in a relationship. And that's where it comes down to communicating and comprehension. And that's not happening in, in these relationships. And that goes back to what I was saying about when you think about these love movies, these black love movies and stuff like that. And love movies, period. Um, when you sit here and see, like, all these things could have been co- prevented if people actually communicated with each other, but they don't. And and it ain't even... and. Co- and the communication part is just only one aspect. It's actually the comprehension of things. It's because it's like women, some women think as though, you know, men have no emotions or feelings based off of the programming that all of us have been taught. But, you know what I'm saying? Breakups are, they they play a huge part in men's confidence. You know what I'm saying? They can have a huge impact on men's confidence. You know, when breakups happen, men look at it. And and that goes back to the clip I played about the cheating part. You know what I'm saying? Guys look at it like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't good enough or, you know what I'm saying? What's going on with me? I'm blaming myself. Um, even when it's not your fault, you know what I'm saying? But the narrative has always been that when break when breakups happen or heartbreaks or whatever, somebody has to be at fault. And usually from the from the 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 whole narrative part of everything that the man has to be the 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 initiator of the 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 toxic parts or the negative parts or the breakup as a whole or he wasn't doing something and that gets pushed even further by the good good girlfriends or the moms or the aunts or this narrative that's been passed down you know what i'm saying you as a man you start to think you know what i'm saying you know, why am I not good enough? You know what I'm saying? What's what's going on with me? But we suppress all that stuff. We, we 
we just throw our band our boundaries out the window because we looking at it like you know what i'm saying our ego is in is in place then and we got we got to fix things you know but we sit here and, and go through our head like like just from a man's point of view we look at it like you know what i'm saying i got to do this i got to do that or whatever but all we can be in control of is ourselves and what we can change but it's always kind of this this kind of blame that's put on us or it gotta be this right or wrong thing when it comes to breakups and stuff like that but most men look at it like you know what i'm saying it's, it's it's hard to get over a breakup because um we don't have that same emotional support systems that that women usually do whether healthy or not healthy you know what I'm saying? We don't have anybody to confide into or rely on to to uh speak these things to because we don't want to look weak. And even if it even if the person that we go to won't look at it like that, internally, that's how we were programmed to think that, you know what I'm saying, we're not supposed to look weak, we're not supposed to to uh have these type of feelings and emotions, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to just jump, you know, it's plenty of fish in the sea, you know, the grass is green on the other side bullshit like that 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 doesn't really mean anything when when you basing it off of like compatibility and chemistry and stuff like that yeah but you know a lot of a lot of things that you know just based off of my experience you see a lot of women doing breakups they just looking for that external happiness after a breakup you know and I just feel like social media just opens the door even more for breakups and and cheating and coping mechanism coping mechanisms and uh isolating yourself during breakups and putting your happiness into into the hands of others and stuff like that it's just it's just a lot of things that we aren't equipped to navigate through or understand because we haven't been taught these things so we just run off of emotions and reacting to things and what other people are projecting onto us based off of their experiences and stuff. You know, like I was talking about, you know, when women, they they start chasing certain certain feelings or certain highs and stuff like that by, you know, going out, dressing crazy and partying with them good, good girlfriends that's toxic. And even guys, we go isolating and even if we going out here partying and drinking and and you know what I'm saying all that crazy stuff shit that that isn't healthy and all we doing is 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 basically validating some unhealthy shit and we just jumping back and forth to a different man or a different woman that's giving us the same feelings or the same triggers and stuff like that you know what I'm saying because, like I said, nobody has to be wrong or right when it comes to a breakup or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? There can be equal blame to go around. And I think that's where um, we lose sight of things, you know, men and women. You know, uh, the way narratives have been pushed out here when it comes to relationship, women don't see as though that they need to be accountable for anything. And then guys, they look at it like, you know what I'm saying, we just got to be we got to be strong and we got to be tough or whatever. And we can't, we can't, you know what I'm saying? Break down that wall in order to be, 
you know, more vulnerable and emotional and stuff like that. And shit, it's vice versa because there's a lot of women out here that's just hard as hell. They're just hard as a motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, yeah, men can't do what men can't do what women do when it comes to breakups. You know what I'm saying? Going back to the Kanye stuff, like people have been out here calling Kanye. He tripping. He crazy. He he doing all this other stuff or whatever. Like, even though he been he been going to some extremes and stuff like that, he has been saying he want his family back. He want you know, what I'm saying he want to get back with Kim and he want to you know, get get the children back together and all this other stuff, you know. But that's still looked at it as a as a bad thing or whatever because of the way that he's actually presenting it to the world or whatever. And that's the same thing with men, you know what I'm saying? Whether it goes to the extreme or whatever, you know, it's looked at at guys as they look they're looking like punks if they go out here and try to profess their love to to their woman, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, it's all this it's this pride in place or whatever. Even with women, women be having this pride too, or whether they need to reach out to to their significant other or the guy reaching out and stuff like this. Always this pride in place, you know what I'm saying? I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't show that I'm weak or whatever and all that other stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Um I'm gonna go ahead and end it here because we over that that two hour mark. I ain't think I was gonna go this long, but yeah, I'll I'll get back to some of the other stuff. I didn't get to the blackity black woke segment. I didn't get to the the TV and movie review second, but segment. But I'm gonna go ahead and, and end it right here. I'm gonna end it off with this uh with this quote that i seen on social media about relationships and stuff like that it says a healthy relationship is not about never making mistakes we are all human and still growing but it is about having the tools skills and willingness to take accountability and repair damage and to make the appropriate changes to reduce the chances of repeating the harm again and that's real as hell right there you know what i'm saying like i've been saying throughout this episode you know we've been taught a certain way but we haven't been taught where we should have been taught and how to actually deal with relationships deal with our feelings and emotions and stuff like that a lot of things can be prevented when it comes to relationships romantic platonic work whatever can be prevented if we actually have the tools in place and even when we have these tools in place it's not just about knowing it's about applying it's not just about knowing those tools. It's about applying those tools. So, you know what I'm saying? I feel good to be back. Um, I'm going to end it off with a a song. Let me see. You know, I always got to try to line up uh, every episode with a song. Let me see if I can find this song. Man, I appreciate y'all. Um, a taste to consider podcast on Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram, greatestiamblog.com. A taste to consider.com. You and you network on Instagram. Um, yeah, we out there. I'm back. I'm back to give y'all 
some great episodes. It's not always going to be about surface shit, you know what I'm saying? Although, you know what I'm saying, I feel like a lot of this relationship stuff and celebrity stuff and surface stuff is still important for the simple fact that um, relationships are a part of our daily lives, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Amazon, um, I forgot where else I am. I'm recording, video recording right now, so um, this episode should be be up on youtube you know what i'm saying follow like share download download the episode listen to it and then delete it you know what i'm saying so i can get my numbers let's go say second set of podcast i'm back back on my shit every man this is Dixon, D-I-X-S-O-N, every little piece of me. Let's go. These emotions get bottled. It's an ocean, no grotto. And my world would be high. Say sick and sit a Second City Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we out. Yes, indeed.